Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, brew some coffee, pour a cup. It's time for some more Coffee Talk. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And we're back. Episode 118. And guys, before we dive in, show sponsored by Attack. If you haven't heard about Attack, go follow them on social, atac.app. It's a really cool app. We've been playing around with it. There's technique, there's leaderboards, there's workouts. It really helps you kind of control and stay in focus of your workouts. Very cool app. If you want beta access, go tweet Brian Heller. He's at ATAC boss, Attack boss on Twitter. He's the one who can get you access because we're going to give some away, but we're getting blown up with DMs and tweets like I need access. So go bother him and he'll get you access. But I mean, rightfully rightfully so. I'm going to cut it rightfully so. I mean, it's awesome. It's a sick app. It it, it is super sick. Like I've been logging all my stuff. I I freaking love. But as you're saying, you want to introduce him? You got it? You you can. You can introduce him. All right. All right. So 165 pound national champion. Savior of Stanford Athletics, Shane Griffin. What's up, bro? What's up? Good to be here. Dude. How's everything? Just, just in general, bro. Like, just once, you, like you guys got the news and everything. Yeah, everything's good. I mean, I'm in California right now. Um, so I've been practicing with the team. I mean, it was awesome, you know, getting the news. But uh, I don't know, morale's been high, and we're kind of just like taking the steps forward. With the, recruits and obviously a new coach position as well as our coach left um but yeah everything's good right now do you feel like personally responsible for this like obviously so much went into it like everybody including myself like i was posting multiple pictures of you from a duel like a year or two ago where you had sunglasses on outside like it like that was the ultimate mood and we we kind of briefly talked about on the podcast earlier in the week like saying look it obviously i hope they make a movie about this because as you watch the movie you're gonna show everything happening in the background and then they're gonna follow your wrestling season through when going back to ncaa's when you won and leading up through the tournament did you feel like your performance in this tournament could help save the program? I definitely thought it was going to play a, at least like a little bit of factor. Um, I mean, but overall, it was kind of our last time being together in our eyes. And even though like we were fighting for it and going through the whole process, um, it was just really about a, like one last ride with like our family and environment. Uh, I think what gets overlooked a lot is uh, – uh, Jason Borelli, our head coach, uh, I think he actually is the main main reason we got 
his own program back and other sports back. I feel like a lot of coaches here are like kind of ready to like concede to it and like uh, just roll over. But Jason took initiative and kind of kind of took the steps forward and kind of got everyone to hop on the bandwagon and kind of take a push to save the program. Is it bittersweet that he now took the job at American? Uh, yeah, it's bittersweet. I'm, I'm happy for him. We, we had a bunch of talks about it. and uh, I mean, he felt bad, but we still were, like, uncertain about the situation. And another opportunity came up. I mean, he has a family, you know, family first over everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for him. It's bittersweet. Obviously, I'd love to still have him, but um, he's on to new things and, you know, always got my support. Love that. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure you've talked about this a bunch, but can you talk about a little bit just some of the stuff you guys had to go through this past season? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, just for starters, like we were like one of the only ones on campus. So California was the worst with COVID. We were pretty much locked down. There was nowhere to go. Like you weren't allowed to leave campus. And it was literally just us. And they wanted to make us like hang out in like little pods too. So we were really like confined and really like, restricted. Like seeing like four people like day in and day out for like months on end. Um, it's hard to it's hard training. to compete like that, man. Like whenever you yeah. like don't have just like your normal like lifestyle and you're like kind of like confined like that, even like all the testing and everything like that, it's hard to like have like a clear mind and just go compete. Yeah, it was brutal. And I talked to my dad about it. And my I like I mentioned a couple other interviews before. Like my dad didn't want me to wrestle just because our environment was just really shitty. And um I mean like yeah, we were we were getting tested nine, ten times a week. That's uh, like, multiple, multiple times. That's a lot. Yeah, it was it was absurd. Um, like we didn't have access to our wrestling facility and stuff. Like as awesome as it was being together with everyone, it was like a little depressing too. Cause like every holiday we were there for Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year. Like we were like we weren't allowed to leave because if you left, you had to go back to like a two three week lockdown. And we didn't know like when season was starting. Um, so like we were like we were doing like steam room like workouts like in our bathrooms and stuff like just trying to put like every little thing together. Anything. Yeah. yeah. So going back to NCAAs, you had a heck of a run. You know, I look at it, I think seeds, and Chenzo and I talk about this all the time, like seeds are very meaningless in many ways. Like if you look at what the seeds are, I don't think they accurately represent like who's an underdog, who's not. But I feel like most people did not pick you, despite the fact that you're... I, I did. I did. Chenzo oh boy. did. <laughs> so it's like this dude i wrestled you your registered year i was like this guy's gonna be a national champ no doubt so, yeah yeah i want another match let's do it we'll do it sometime <laughs> well you guys did get kind of robbed of a potential match in 2020 when chenzo's the two seed chain you're the three seed that could have been an amazing semi and we I all got so. robbed of that <laughs> hey you guys, maybe you'll see it. Maybe in freestyle. You'll never see it in folk style, though. <laughs> He's done. He's taking the boots up. Maybe on an NLWC Rockfin card. Freestyle. We could do folk style <laughs> rules, though. No, we can't. I'm, I'm done with that. I'm, I'm, I'm retired. Retired what if, folk style wrestling. What, what if his only stipulation was, I'll wrestle you on the card, but it's got to be folk style? I mean... I, I don't know like <laughs> I, I won I won the first one so like I don't need another one and I'm good. <laughs> All the fighting words right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, we could do it. That would be funny. No, but anyway, um, after that, like 
after that match, I like did like I talked to my coach. I was like, yo, I was like, this dude is the real deal. Like he's good. Um, do you remember that like well or anything? I don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean that was like that was a huge turning point for me. Cause at the time it was it was my only college loss until like pretty much Valencia and the Pac twelves. So obviously that's the a little sour taste in my mouth. But Does he remember Dude. it? You know. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Maybe you might remember it a little. You might remember it a little bit. But all right, back to nationals. What's your mindset going in? Um, a lot of anxiety, I would say, just because after, like we just talked about, like after getting canceled last year, and freshman year, like we talked about pulling my red shirt, and we decided like keep it going. So then next year, obviously had a good season and then COVID happened, canceled that again. I just felt like I kept prolonging and waiting to get to nationals for so long. And I felt like it was just like about time I could finally like work for a national title. I mean, same thing like we went through before. It's just like something you worked so long for. And like, I just felt like I kept getting so close to competing at the nationals and just kept getting taken away <laughs> time after time. Hey, but you got it done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. And and that like looking at that bracket, because Chenzo sent this podcast before, he doesn't even know who he wrestles till the Monday before he wrestled them. And similarly, I, I know a lot of guys for tournaments don't focus too hard on the brackets, but looking at like your potential path, and it kind of changed a lot. I mean, you had guys like um Makai go down, Marinelli went down. You know, like you beat Marinelli, so that's why he went down. But like going through that bracket in your head before, did you like? Were you thinking about what a deep weight class this was, or was it just I know if I wrestle my best, I can win? Yeah, I feel like you definitely like look through your bracket a little bit to see where everyone's lined up. Um, but like, yeah, ultimately, like you kind of said before, it was something I really like strive for my whole life, and I really thought I could win it, and. Obviously, we talked about seeding as well. Like, I think I was a little ripped off with my seed, but I mean, it was fine because you know, if you wanna, if you wanna win nationals, you're gonna have to beat these guys eventually. So, and it worked out. When it is, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Out yeah, I, I actually, out, love, so. I actually love your seed because, like, I felt like that gave Penn State the best chance to win from where you were put in the bracket, <laughs> straight, straight up. Because I mean, I don't, I don't really think anyone else would have beat him at that, beat Marinelli at that weight. So, can you talk about that match a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I was, it was a big match. I've like, I looked forward to it for so long. I, I felt like, I mean, it's hard being on the West Coast as well, just like getting a matchup with Iowa or like eventually trying to get like our stars by line to wrestle. I mean, I mean, you guys had a great rivalry too. That was fun watching. I just, I just knew like he was another like little obstacle in my way of like being a national champion and like. It was a really like, battle test I was looking for the whole time. Like, obviously, he's been, like, the, one of the top guys at the weight for the past couple of years now. Um, and I, I knew that was a kind of a pivotal moment for me and, like, my career personally and uh, my success and everything I've been through. And speaking of the seed, to defend myself a little bit, and I'll give credit to Chenzo here, I did the fantasy thing where you pick one guy from a one seed, a two seed, a three seed, and you can only pick one of each seed. So I sent Chenzo, who I had, and I obviously had you as an eight seed. His initial reaction, I'm pretty sure, was, dude, Shane is the eight seed. Love that. Like, yeah. That was right away. So I, I loved that, too. And it's funny because most of the guys at that weight are coming back next year. You know, Marinelli's now 
coming back. Um, I believe Makai is obviously coming back. I think he's only a sophomore. Are you at the position now where it's like, I want to defend my throne. This is mine. Or do you feel like it's because I've seen both perspectives of like, this is my throne. I'm going to defend this. And I've also seen like the, I want to be a two-time champ. It's not really about what you did. It's about what else you can do. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, definitely having like a little chip on your shoulder now and kind of just remembering where you came from. Uh, obviously, I would love to be a national champion next year as well. I kind of, for me personally, it's something I kind of like, kind of throw it all in the past. It's like it's something that I like raised upon with my dad, which is always like being zero zero, like your record going into like a match. And like, so essentially, like for me, it's like kind of just re altering my mindset and kind of, you know, not living in the past and what happened this past year, but rather like, okay, let's get a national title. And like every guy I'm wrestling this year is like standing in my way and like wants to take that away from me. Yeah. And I'm assuming. Sure it's obvious you're going to stay at Stanford because at one point you had en entered the transfer portal. What was that process like? Yeah, it was this, you know, a little sad reality of just in case we don't get this program back. Like I have to, I have three years of eligibility still. So I kind of have to move forward my next steps and talk to coaches and go through it all. I mean, it was a little, it was a little chaotic too because it was all like during wrestling season as well. So I, at the same time, like I was wrestling with my team at Stanford, but at the same time, I'm talking to other coaches about like going to another school and like wrestling for them. Um, it, it was a little, it was a little awkward. Um, but all of me was good. I, I talked to a bunch of people, and everyone was like really supporting. And even through like recruitment, people were willing to help out with Stanford and do anything possible for that. So that was an awesome like outlook on it. Um, but yeah, the process it was good. I mean. Right now, I, mean, I love to stay at Stanford too. We're, we're piecing together some stuff. Uh, I think I'm still going to take some official visits, some places, but definitely uh, would love to stay here. Yeah, especially since, you know, coaching situation and everything is different now. So I don't think there's any harm in that. Yeah. I mean, people, I guess from an outside perspective too, people understand we missed two years of recruiting as well. So we're kind of like have to work back up from it. Um, but we've talked to a bunch of guys and we're now we're making it work. And like I said, I'd definitely love to stay here and kind of kind of rebuilding this program back up. And I got to imagine that it kind of feels like you're a leader on the team, not only from your perspective, but winning the NCAAs being a being a huge part. I'd say you were the face of saving the sport and not even just wrestling saving all 11 sports because every time anybody put out an article espn usa today the wrestling media outlets whoever it was your face on every single one since march does that play into whether or not you'd stay there or go somewhere else like this not necessarily the loyalty but the responsibility um yeah i, I think it does play a factor like like I said, Stanford's kind of home for me. I, I've met some great people. I, I love my teammates. Like, it's just a great environment to be around. I mean, a lot of people that come out here, too, they just they love it as well. And I talk to wrestlers that come out here to compete against us. And, like, everyone, like, kind of loves the environment out here. Um, overall, like, if I did have to go, I would <clears> – sorry, just being, like, the face of everything, if I did have to go, uh, I kind of, like – did what I had to do in my eyes and kind of made it work. Um, but ultimately, like like I've been saying, I'd love to stay here and kind of 
keep this program afloat and kind of represent our team and our family and kind of stay with these guys. Aside from not wanting Chenzo to go to the West Coast because of the time difference, like I would mm-hmm. not, I would, it would be a nightmare to do this podcast with a co-host. It's, our, it's already brutal <laughs> setting up a time anyway. <laughs> right. The, on the, the, time, the, time, the time difference would be, that'd be. Right. But I feel like if Chenzo came to visit out there, he would never come back. <laughs> like, I probably would just. I, that's probably like, where I would stay. Yeah. When I when I that's picture a, the California lifestyle, I picture Chenzo. <laughs> like, listen, I, I talked to Joey McKenna about Stanford whenever he was there, and that sounded just awesome. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, Thank God, I'm, I'm a PA boy. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I don't stray too far away from home. <laughs> what made what led you to going to Stanford from growing up in Jersey? academic um, weapon <laughs> yeah. yeah actually funny story i actually wasn't even like really recruited by them um until pack glory uh one of my really good friends from jersey uh he really wanted to go there too and he kind of put me on the map and the radar for them so he, I, I actually owe him a bunch because he's probably the reason <laughs> i'm out here right now um but yeah, like, like I said, you just come out here. It's just an awesome place, awesome environment. I, like one of my f- favorite things about Stanford is kind of the people you meet. You meet so many like extraordinary people and different backgrounds, different stories, and obviously some insanely smart people. But um, yeah, it just it's a great environment to be around. And obviously academically, it's great. And wrestling, um, wrestling was good until it got cut, and then kind of <laughs> working back to it. <laughs> What's your major? Um, they do a bunch of like weird majors out here. It's like science, technology, society. Science, technology, society. Yeah. Is that that's, real? Yeah, that's. Where, I couldn't do that. I couldn't where, do that. Where do you think you stand academically with those around you? Because I like to be the dumbest one in the room, because that means I'm surrounded by like smart people. I I want to be the dumbest one one in the room. But I feel like if I always was, I might not like it so much. Where do you feel like you stand out there? You know, there's some people uh, that are always the dumbest. <laughs> that would be tough. That would be tough. Uh, probably, probably pretty low, honestly. I mean, maybe I could be a couple athletes out, but <laughs> there's just, just people here. Like my, my friends here, they're all like computer science, like majors and like working for like apple and like facebook so it's like you know they hold you not into that not as good as that not as good as that (laughs) do you have any plans to do anything with that part of the degree um like are you gonna be at facebook in five years no (laughs) okay (laughs) not smart enough for that (laughs) are you just gonna keep scrapping what's up you're just gonna keep wrestling uh, I don't know. Honestly, it's something I've thought about. I kind of want to move on eventually. Um, but we'll see. Uh, maybe go back to the NYRTC and out there. I know a bunch of those guys and train there a bunch. So, uh, yeah, we'll just, I don't know, just kind of take it like year by year and kind of see what unfolds. Yeah. One day at a time. Yeah. Exactly. Something like that. Do you have any freestyle <laughs> plans? Like what, what is your competition plans look like as of right now for the future? Um, I, I took a lot of time off in the off season. Obviously, like I actually do really enjoy freestyle. I think it's really fun. And hopefully like one day there's a transition for college wrestling to move over to that for kind of our 
international level and kind of after uh, like the Olympic level as well. Um, but yeah, right now I'm just kind of focusing on folk style and I take it pretty, pretty light in the summers. Um, just I'll, I'll train here and there, obviously, but um, kind of just easing back a little bit and maybe next year kind of compete for hopefully a world title or something and, you know, beat Vicenza. <laughs> Let's run it. <laughs> Where, hey, we both got to get there first. So, yeah. yeah. Where, me, 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 me more importantly. When you take a lot of time off, where does your weight go? Do you gain a lot of weight? Honestly, I, I try to, but it, I don't know why. It takes me so long to put on weight. So, Dude, me too, man. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, I'm, I'm like, my coaches always ask me, I'm like 175, 176 right now. But like, I, I try to eat everything and lift. It's just like, it's so hard for me to put up way back on. So, so are you thinking 65 again next year? Um, yeah, I'm, my plan was actually to go up because I was kind of pushing like low 80s. Um, but right now, like, yeah, I'm, I like, I hit a wall. I can't like put on weight for nothing. So <laughs> I guess we'll kind of see what the next couple of months bring. I mean, um, I know J.O. has some crazy, crazy nutrition stuff that he puts in him on days that he competes. Maybe you could just hit him up, take that every day. All right. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do whatever I have to and, do. Uh, yeah, his <laughs> ascent plan is very unique. He got into yeah. it a little bit on this podcast, mm -hmm. but his ascent and descent plan is unlike anybody else in the sport, I'm convinced. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, yeah. And you know, He knows what he's doing. <laughs> And speaking of freestyle, we always have this segment. We ask a lot of people, freestyle or folk style. What do you think? That's a tough one for me. I think I'm, I'm definitely in the middle because I love, I love the top bottom aspect of folk style, but I think freestyle is more fun. So I think I think I'll say freestyle. If you had to watch, like if if wrestling was on. And it could either be a duel or it's, you know, the U.S. Open, whatever. If you're turning wrestling on to watch, do you want it to be freestyle or folk style? That's, yeah, that's a good question. I would, uh, I, I would definitely get freestyle then. I mean, it depends, man. Like, I A good folk like, style match is yeah, it's it's like random yeah. colleges, But if it's like Iowa versus Oklahoma State, I, I'm going to watch that all day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think you know, the only thing I think – the thing I think hurts folk style a lot is the top bottom game where like you get guys that kind of just ride for the riding point and then you get like two minutes of like no action kind of thing. Yeah. Just laying on them. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. laying on top of each other. That's what that, it looks like. But that, I mean, it, well, obviously it's not what's happening. But that's what it looks like. And that's where my viewpoint comes from is as a fan, like if I turn into tune into like a boring dual meet, there's nothing worse. I rather tune into freestyle unless it's a really good duel me a really good match you can't beat that no. but so speaking of decisions we have a, we have a segment on the show and now it's sponsored it's a rapid mm. fire word association brought to you by rapid fire keto coffee which i'm drinking this stuff by the way is just lights out it's I'm not out already yeah we we've got more I'm coming out. this stuff yeah. has like it's keto obviously but it has MCT oil, grass-fed butter, all sorts of stuff. I drank it before the show. I'm, like, flying right now. So Rapid Fire Keto Coffee, go get that online. It's amazing. They have pods, instant coffee, 
ketogenic creamer, everything. Amazing stuff. So we're going to we're going to each give you three words and it's a rapid fire word association. First word that comes to your mind. And the last couple of guests are big on names. It doesn't have to be a yeah, person. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it does not if, have to be a person. It could be anything. Yeah, it can be anything. If it is a person, like if a person's the first thing that comes to mind, that's fine. Person. Yeah. Yeah. So right. I'll go first. Jersey. Beach. <laughs> okay. That's as well because my first one's California. <laughs> <laughs> Beach. <laughs> also beach. Um, did you respond? California. Oh, uh, Stanford. That's okay. a good one. Vegans. Yeah. My friend Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to stick with the same thing here. Pennsylvania. Wesley. I love that. That's two for two. That that's, was a good one. Two. that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Third one. Delta Force. Ooh, Ty Gase. His, his dad got me into that. <laughs> I I remember him also. Yeah. Like, I think I used to wrestle with him when we were little kids. Were you, were you, um, were you talking about the team Delta Force? Yeah. Yeah. Force? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The team. Yeah, I was talking about the team. All right. My last one is espresso. Phil's coffee. Okay. Fails coffee? Fails. It's a California. Okay. Oh yeah. I I've I've had Fails like twice. Yeah, I've never heard of it. it. They they put it they put like a mint leaf in it. I didn't like it. Uh yeah, you got like a mint mojito kind of thing then. Yeah, they put like a mint leaf in my coffee. I wasn't a huge fan. Oh yeah. I'm not about (laughs) that. No, I I took it out. I I watched them make it and put it in there. I was like, oh I can't wait to take that out. Is it advertised or is it just like a staple of what they do? They just threw it in there. They didn't tell me. <laughs> yeah. No, they, like, yeah, they do it. They just throw it in. Like it's not something. on a menu board or anything. It's not like nope. latte with. <laughs> with mint leaf. Nah. <laughs> they just threw it in there. And I'm sitting in this coffee shop by myself. I'm I'm actually out in like LA doing a camp. I was out by myself just at the beach. Like and I was like, oh, we're going to get a coffee. And they put a mint in my coffee. <laughs> Did you rare. give it a shot before you took it out? Nope. <laughs> nah, not maybe I should have, but uh. Shane, is it good? Do you drink your coffee with it? Uh yeah, I don't get that type of coffee. Um I, I, I usually don't, don't either. <laughs> yeah. Clearly he didn't mean to. Yeah. I think he did. <laughs> what what's uh what's your coffee choice? Uh like a vanilla latte probably. Vanilla latte. Yeah. I, I could go for vanilla latte. I'm either like a guy who wants a straight coffee or mm-hmm. I like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Right. Like lattes or, you know, your girl. Wants I'm starting to get latte. I'm starting to get into those more, man. Like, I don't like it, but like I'm I'm a black coffee guy, but I'll get a latte every once in a while. I yeah. like when the flavors like this instant coffee I'm drinking, the rapid fire stuff is like it's caramel macchiato flavor. It's good. Yeah, it's super good. It's super good. Like it, it's really good. So that's Rapid Fire Word Association brought to you by Rapid Fire Keto Coffee. Go get some of that. That stuff is like liquid quack, liquid crack. Really, really good. I can't even talk. That's what it does to you. You just start yeah. spitting out words that aren't even. Oh, they don't even make sense. 
So Shane, what's next now? You just kind of chilling, just taking some time off or. Yeah, I think, um, so I sped up my academic plan a bunch. So I, I think I'm still going to plan on graduating this summer. And then, um, like I said, so I was just taking classes, go on a couple of visits, kind of decide what's next in the store and, um, kind of get my master somewhere, but pretty, pretty, pretty light summer. I feel like that's really speeding it up. What are you now? Yeah, so, You're a junior with sophomore eligibility. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it, it was did you speed yours up? <laughs> Me? My five, my five year degree. No, I did not speed that up. Yeah. So, so I mean, we you, just didn't know the program. I mean, you you know? got to be somewhere higher on the academic you have to. I was just ladder than too. us. You know, getting your degree, like speeding things up. You're not the dumbest guy in the room, then. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, he's not. He's probably not right now. Those are the um, sixth or seventh <laughs> year college guys. Yeah, man. Uh, you got. You just got to be people out here. It's a new world. <laughs> we might have to come out sometime. We might have to like do a Bashmania California. Dude, trip. I don't. I don't know if I can because I'm. I might, might not, not come, come back, back. <laughs> <laughs> but like, might not, I might get lost like in the ocean or something too. I so, love yeah. being in California. It's just the time for me, the time difference. Like I stay hardwired on New York time. If I'm in California, Vegas, Texas, it takes like a day. No, I live on New York time. We So when we were in Texas, um, we were there for a week and Luke Gardner kept complaining about the time change. I was like, dude, like, <laughs> yeah. it's been, it's been, it's at one hour and it's been a week. <laughs> No, that's how I am. When I'm in Vegas, California, wherever, I live on New York time. I'm just the the consistency. I can't deviate from it. It is what it is. All right, Shane, any final words for the podcast before we let you go chill and try to get your weight up? Uh, no, just thanks for having me. This was, was fun. It was awesome. I, awesome. I, have a, one, I have one more question. Um, favorite like weight gaining meal? Oh, okay. You, you, um, you, give me a healthy one and a, and a non-healthy one. Okay. Well, if you're on healthy, I make just like a bunch of, this is basic, but just a bunch of chicken and rice all the time. Okay. Um, Super simple. Chicken and rice. Non-healthy? Uh, non-healthy. Pizza. Pizza. Like, so compare, like, you're in California, but you're from Jersey. Like, you like the pizza in California? No, it's horrible. Food's way Terrible. down Jersey. Food's I, way I down love, Jersey. I love Jersey food, Jersey pizza. I think it's yeah, stop. Yeah, I was. Cal- I was Michael, so gets, Michael gets some. Michael gets something there. California food is good, like high end. They have some good high end food. Yeah, Their like does. everyday food is garbage. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're yeah, like you said. There's a place like Nobu out here. It's like super expensive, but like really luxurious and like. It's so good, but then like you're like you're saying, like the average food's like not good. Right. Yeah, they cater to the rich out there. <laughs> yeah, California. They, do. they definitely do. <laughs> they don't care about millennials unless you're a TikTok <laughs> star. They don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta get on that, man. Yeah. I'm gonna make a TikTok. Someone make me a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm too old for that. I don't know how to. <laughs> I made a TikTok and deleted it like a day later because I like. No, do you still have it? No, I like. I don't think I ever used it. It was like 
it's more of owning a marketing agency of clients ask you like what's TikTok can, all about. So I had to go through the whole process. So just make TikToks of your plan. Yeah, I I made one about my turtles to like test the platform out. Sick. I want to see it. <laughs> I don't know if it's still there. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's I deleted. Gone. I deleted the app. I don't know if the account might still be there. I'm sure it is. Probably is. All right, sweet. Chenzo, enjoy the rest of your golf outing. I will. For those, for those, I don't know if we said in the beginning, but for those listening and I'm not a golf watching, in he's right in now. a golf outing. He's in like a banquet room mm-hmm. because we're trying to get schedules right. So <laughs> awesome, hey, guys. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> thank yeah. you for tuning in. Go follow everybody on the podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Shane, thank Later. you, man. Cool. Thanks, boys. Yes. Yep. Later. See ya. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes. For more wrestling content, be sure to follow Bash Mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow me. I'm at jbash on Instagram and at justinjbash on Twitter. And the beat goes on.